Gunners and Alley. Gunners and Alley. Gunners and Alley for breakfast. On the wave. Morning, Alley. Good morning. We are here. It is Thursday, the day before. Good Friday, basically the Easter long weekend. And don't forget, double demerits are already in force. They came into force midnight last night or early this morning, however you want to look at it. And by the way, did you look up and see the supermoon that was in the sky last night? I saw it the previous night, but not last night. Yeah, well, last night it was supposed to be our biggest supermoon for the year. Yeah. So pretty impressive on the way into work today. It was still blazing in the sky because obviously it's basically nighttime when we get in here. Although when I take a photo of it with my mobile phone, all I see is a dot. Yeah, it's never as good with a phone. Even if you no. pan in and you've got a really swish camera... The new Samsung phones, I think, are pretty good at snapping the moon, but mm. you can never get it like it looks with your eyeballs. Why can't you? I Isn't want that, that amazing how good your eyes are really to amazing, see yeah. that instead of how it looks through a camera lens? We have great cameras in our eyes. <laughs> Taking mental pictures of the moon right now. Uh, now today we're catching up with the Mayor, having a, a chat with Reese about what's been happening around the Peel. Yes, also encouraging or discouraging people to come on down here for Easter long weekend. Make sure you stay in your regions. And don't forget, did I say double demerits are already in force? I did, didn't I? Until midnight Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Parasite is coming to Stan. Yep, the black comedy foreign thriller that took the Oscars by storm will air on Stan from Easter Saturday. That's this Saturday. So if you've been dying to watch it, you can. The North Korean movie won Best Original Screenplay, Best Director, Best Production Design and made history by being the first foreign movie with subtitles to ever win an Oscar for Best Picture. Opera legend Andrea Bocelli will live stream a concert on Easter Sunday in Milan, Italy. Bocelli will be accompanied by pipe organist Emmanuel Vianelli and will perform at the historic cathedral. The concert will be live-streamed April 12 on Pacelli's YouTube channel. Yeah. Jewel has released new music. Really? Yes, a single called Grateful that will feature on her upcoming 12th studio album, which is due out later this year. Check out the song. With a sound like that, it can really only be Jewel Carter. Love it. Matthew McConaughey has hosted an online bingo game for the residents of a Texan assisted living community who had invited him to call the game last year. Of course, being in isolation, he decided that now was a good time and he patched in with the residents and called the numbers. We got an I-24, I-24. Oh! Richard Blutch is waving a hammer up high. Well, we got Charles Kings in the iPad up high. We got two winners. Let's see yours, Charles King's iPad. Good on you. So funny. The video footage is even funnier. You have to see all the residents waving their bingo cards in the air at him. Gold. And the cast of popular 90s TV show The Nanny have reunited for the virtual table read of the show's first episode. Morty! You want another Malamar? Morty! Ma, Danny can't hear you. He's watching the game. Why can't I find a guy like that? Now, he's been boxercising this morning, but we've managed to score some time with our Mayor, Reese Williams. Morning, mate. <laughs> Good morning. How are you guys today? Very well, thank you. Now, Easter break. Usually, we want visitors in our region, but not this weekend, mate. 
yeah, it's so surreal having to say to people, please don't come to Mandurah when it feels like every other year we've been saying, come down and enjoy yourselves. But uh, the message couldn't be simpler this weekend. If you've got friends and family in Perth, ask them to stay behind. Obviously, given the free movement that the state government's ruled between Perth and the Peel, um, for essential purposes, people will uh, maybe see an increase in people down in Mandra over the weekend. Um, there's been lots done to try and um, reduce that by the state government. The police are going to be on the lookout. There's going to be beach closures uh, down at Tim Stickett and White Hills Beach to any vehicles because they're popular destinations down there for people to go fishing and surfing. But the number one thing that local people this weekend can do to keep themselves safe is to stay inside, stay at home. Put a tent up in the backyard. Uh, maybe, you know, have an Easter egg hunt out the, uh, in, on the front verge. Uh, maybe do some uh, Zoom calls with the grandparents, but stay home this weekend. Absolutely. And police will be turning people away, obviously, if they are trying to break the rules. Yeah, if you're heading down the freeway and you've got a boat, uh, three surfboards and a tent in the back, in the back of the car, then uh, police are going to be stopping you and asking you why and where you're going and uh, turning you around if it's not essential. But at the end of the day, as you guys know, some idiots are just going to do the wrong thing and there's not going to be a way of stopping everyone. And so the best thing that local people can do this weekend is stay home um, because it doesn't matter if people are in Mandra or not in Mandra. If you are in the confines of your own home, then you are reducing all risks and that has to be your priority right now. Absolutely. And one quick question before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your Easter long weekend. What's your favourite Easter egg, Reese? <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean... <laughs> I would just eat Easter eggs all year round. Um, but uh, Skipper did buy me a, a little bag of, um, like, the mixed Cadbury Caramello and Turkish oh, Delight. Yeah. Yes. Nice. And uh, she said to me, like, maybe we should wait until Easter to open these. And, uh, like, I'll have to admit to her later on today that that bag is almost yeah. empty. It never, <laughs> never happens that way. They always get scoffed well before Easter. Reese, thank you so much. Enjoy your Easter break, and we'll speak with yeah, you, you sometime guys. soon. Happy Easter. See you, mate. Bye. Ali's Random Facts. So I've been focusing on Easter facts, right? But I thought, I wonder how the world views Australia at Easter time. And it was quite interesting what I found. Go on. So apparently, we prefer a chocolate bilby over chocolate rabbits. Well, rabbits are an introduced species and a bilby is native. Have you ever been gifted a chocolate bilby for Easter? <laughs> Can't say I have. Neither have I. I've never, ever had one. I've seen them in the shops and I think that's kind of cute, but I've gone a rabbit every time. If a portion of my purchase of a Easter bilby went to their conservation, I'd buy one. I'd buy several. Well, funny you should say that because the first chocolate Easter bilbies were made by Pink Lady and Hague's Chocolate. They donate to the Bilby Foundation. Are they still going? They're still going. Guess what you're getting for Easter? A Bilby. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. A Bilby. Yes, that's better. Anyway, apparently Australia like Easter Bilbies, not Easter rabbits. So it's not really a fact today, more myth-busting. Janice and Ali for breakfast and there's Prince Raspberry Beret. So he talks a lot about colours uh, in his music, of course, Raspberry Beret and Purple Rain and so forth. Get, have a guess what his favourite colour was, pop quiz. Purple. Orange, actually. White. It was orange. <laughs> you know what is good? Easter eggs. Ah, yes. Now, up on our Facebook page, I have posted, what is your utmost favourite Easter chocolate? We can have a conversation there and drool together. Leah has said the classic red tulip large bunny. Ears first, thick feet last. We're with you there, Leah. Magsy is a lint girl. You're a lint boy, aren't you? I love lint, especially the red 
lint Easter eggs which have run out at my supermarket. Oh, I think I might have bought them all so they no. don't have any more. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to find some somewhere. So. Uh, she says she's been devouring Easter eggs for the last two weeks, though. So she'll be glad when Easter is over. But she also says, love listening to you guys. You really make my day. Oh, Isn't that nice? Sweet. Yeah. A few other people have mentioned the candy eggs. They're kind of like a lolly egg. What's a candied egg? Yeah, it's just like a lolly. Oh, like toffee? Like No, it's kind of like a hard candy, like hard... Um, it's hard to explain unless you've ever had one. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty good though. And crunchy eggs get a good run as well. So do white chocolate eggs. So there you go. Nice. And your favourite? I like the... I like them all, says Ali. No, I like <laughs> the red tulip Humpty Dumpty eggs or something that's kind of like old school because it takes you back to when you were a kid and how they tasted. With the beanies inside? Yeah, with the beanies inside, <laughs> not the smarties. Anyway, join in on the conversation on our Facebook page. Just search The Wave. Okay, I have set this hard word up today for you to hopefully get because it's very sci-fi related. And a bottle of wine is riding on this as well. Absolutely. Okay, the word today is ansible. How do you spell that? A-N-S-I-B-L-E. Is that a word? That is a word. What are my options? Is it A, a spaceship engine core... B, a gadget enabling instantaneous communication over interstellar distances, or C, a universal translation device. Ansible. I thought this might have tugged at your sci-fi mind. Are these fictitious terms? It's to do with sci-fi. Okay. Ansible. I'm going to go with C. Okay, so you're going with C, the universal translation device? Uh Uh-huh. Let's see what R2-D2 has to say about that. Yeah, that's right, R2. It's wrong. It's B, a gadget enabling instantaneous communication over interstellar devices. What's that, R2? You knew that. Of course you did. Gunners didn't. And you say you're a sci-fi fan. So what science fiction movie is that from? Probably Star Wars. I'm not giving you a bottle of wine for that. You will. (laughs) And that's Ali's Random Facts here on The Wave. Shut up, R2-D2. <laughs> you smug git. From bocce to yachting and everything in between, time to have a chat to the Wave's <laughs> resident sports guru, Jack Crawshaw. Morning, mate. Good morning, Gunners. Morning, Ali. Hello. Can you actually do that? Can you do any of that? I'm not sure whether you can still do any of those uh, activities at the moment. In Gunners. the backyard, yeah, maybe. probably not. You'd have to keep to yourself. Bocce for one. It's a new thing. It's taking <laughs> off all around the world. Hey, I've got a family of five. We can play bocce in the backyard. You can. Totes. Okay, True. moving True. on uh, to some sadness, Jack, in the world of AFL. Yeah, unfortunately, we, we lost an inaugural docker yesterday in Quinton uh, Leach. Uh, he was just 47 years of age. He had a, a, a brief battle with cancer over the last couple of years, and unfortunately, uh, he passed away late on Monday evening, played 56 games for Fremantle, and people will probably recognise him, or most remember, the most memorable moment was the 1997 goal after the siren against yeah. the Brisbane Lions at, uh, at Subiaco Oval. Um, yeah which was just incredible, yeah. So, um, yeah, sad to see him uh, to, to go, unfortunately, but um, that's, uh, that's the way that, um, that life has gone for Quentin Leach, unfortunately. But I spoke to his coach, a former coach, Jared Neesham, uh, yesterday. He was full of praise with him, said he was a great bloke, someone who was great to coach and, and ultimately was a great team man and a ball player as well. So um, sad to see him go, but, uh, yeah, 56 games for, for Frio. And, and now, unfortunately, we've lost two inaugural Dockers now. We lost Gary Durhak a, a number of years ago as well. So, yeah, sad news for Dockers fans yesterday. Speaking of the AFL, is there any updates for the AFL and the NRL? 
Yeah, well, it's interesting. Uh, both competitions obviously going to be hemorrhaging money, aren't they, whilst they're not playing games. And the NRL are, are in a worse position than what the AFL are, Ali, and, and the NRL are going to, to try and push forward, and they're already looking at dates in May, which they want to get the competition back up and running. And I think that they're, they're very keen to bring every team into Sydney and just play in a quarantined-type hub, like has been thrown out in the AFL this week as well with little hubs, but the NRL are really keen to get the competition going sooner rather than later. So they're looking at May 21 or 28 to try and get things back underway. The ARL commissioner meeting to discuss that proposal and, and they want to get things back underway um, straight away. The AFL, I think, are going to be a little bit more cautious in their approach. I still think we're looking at the second half of the year uh, for the, the AFL, maybe in that July space. Um, but as we know, things are changing by the day, so um, we will see what happens in that space. But uh, the NRL are really looking to, to push on very, very, very quickly. I think everyone's watching the racing game because racing have still been able to continue to push forward with a lot of stringent uh, processes in place. And I think if the AFL and the NRL can can take something from the racing game, which continues to to, um, to push forward uh, through quarantines and, and strict guidelines, there might be something that they can look into that and, and apply to, to their competitions. OK, from AFL and NRL to the E-Series. How's that going? Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether you, don't know whether you saw this on Fox Sports last night, but uh, the, the motor... Sport uh, V8 supercars are, are, have all transformed online and, and uh, they're all playing basically out of their homes in quarantine and Scott McLaughlin, who's the, the championship leader in the V8 supercars, actually when they're out there driving, he won two of the three races last night around the Phillip Island track and the graphics were incredible. Um, I would hate um, for them to be actually doing what they are doing online uh, in the actual course because the amount of times they crashed last night getting used to it, there was a few <laughs> cars with a lot of damage. So I would have thought that'd be a hefty bill. So luckily they're doing it online. But uh, yeah, Scott McLaughlin winning both last night and he's the leader of this online series which is going to go for a number of weeks on a Wednesday night on Fox Sports. So if people are craving a sports fix, maybe check that out because as I said, the graphics and that were incredible last night. So yeah, uh, the, the V8 supercars have really... Uh, taken up the initiative to, to keep their sport going and give the fans something in some way, which was what we saw last night. Fabulous. Always great to chat with you, Jack. And have a happy Easter. Just before you go, what's your favourite Easter egg? Oh, my favourite Easter egg. I'm, I quite like it. I'm a cherry ripe fan, ah. so if you can find an egg with cherry ripe, but also I do love a bit of dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. So the old gold Easter bunny, dark chocolate is something which I think I will go to a lot this weekend. Very uh, considering nice. Considering I don't have a lot of sport to watch, so I could be consuming a hell of a lot of chocolate. Good I have a you, feeling. Good <laughs> on you, Jack. Enjoy your Easter break, have mate. Great. And we'll uh, yeah, hopefully yeah, catch, you guys too. catch you in a couple of weeks. Yep, good on you guys. Listen live or listen whenever you want. Gunners and Alley Daily Podcast, 917thewave.com.au.